This is Anna Valenzuela, and welcome to 12 Questions. Oh my gosh, we are uh, very excited for our episode today. I am surviving homework. I am surviving school. I am surviving acting class, which I kind of low-key hate. I hate it. As a comedian, it is the opposite of what I want. I want control. I want my own words. I don't, I I don't, I don't like, I don't like being told to be vulnerable. Gross. But on this podcast, I'm very vulnerable. And I'm going to go ahead and read our beautiful clarity statement. Welcome to the 12 Questions podcast. Here, we believe that growth and recovery isn't just for clean and sober people. Our mission is to share our experience with guests who do the same. We are not affiliated with AA, NA, or any 12-step organization. 12 Questions has absolutely no opinion on the use of drugs or alcohol by anyone. We are simply uh, people that happen to either be in recovery or not who uh, want to give hope to anybody struggling. Although some of our guests may be in a 12-step program, some of them are not or choose not to divulge. The purpose of this podcast is to learn more about ourselves and others. We only hope that you can learn something about yourselves by listening. And I am very excited to introduce this week's guest. Who am I speaking with today? Um, hello, my name is McKenna. <clears throat> I am, uh, let's see, uh, I'll, I'm happy to, to divulge. Um, and I am and in uh, recovery uh, for eating, uh, disordered eating. <laughs> I love it. And you are, <laughs> I love it. You are such a, you're such a delight. The first night I met you, I instantly was like, okay, first off, she is way cooler than the man she is with right now. So I am living. This is definitely going to be a friend. I'm very excited. Secondly, I was so excited to be out at a movie. I bought this tub of popcorn and candy and I'm just following everyone around going, eat it! Because I'm like Latino and I can't let anything. And you're, and finally somebody was like, Anna, leave McKenna alone. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry! Uh, and so I'm just, I'm just... <laughs> Just like running around vaping other people's vapes, eating sugar and salts at the same time. Just just really acting Uh, like a freak because I hadn't been outside of my house in a long time. And uh, I was just uh, it it was so nice to 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 meet you and to 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 experience like I it's the same kind of boundaries. It's like, you know, go forcing stuff like that or talking about body image shit with people. You got to you got to have some boundaries with shit. And you had you exercised amazing boundaries. And so I was just like in awe, just amazing. Um, So fantastic. So fantastic. Well, like, let's get kind of like into because you've had a crazy day. You've had a silly day. You've had a very silly day. Lots of tire drama. Which in Los Angeles, tire drama can ruin your week. That could be a whole week of crazy. Honestly, and it felt like the, like I've, my threshold for, for stress currently is at an all time low, I think, because, because of the ongoing, uh, you know, panorama and the just mental health and being an addict and all the things, you know, so, so any sort of minor inconvenience, I was like, but honestly, I think it's a testament to, to being in a program where today I was like, all right, what do we do? What's the next, what's the next step here? What's the next like, indicated off thing? The freeway, you know? Um, yeah. So it worked out just fine. Um, <laughs> fine. <laughs> fine. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to. I am. I'm obsessed. I, well, let's get into it. Like how, how do you experience surrender in your life? Like either today or the big surrender that brought you to your program. Like how do you experience surrender? Mm. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's really easy and sometimes it's uh, by kicking and screaming. Um, I think I am by nature a very stubborn person uh, as much as I would like to be like, I'm chill guys. We can go with the flow. It's fine. But like, I think actually in my core, um, and a big part of what I've learned in being in a program is, is how much, uh, how much of a, 
control freak I actually am. Um, oh, you're <laughs> you're seeing what I found in my acting class, where I'm like, yeah, you want me to do what? Literally. <laughs> and after like years of because I also I went to acting school, and after years, really, of, like, yeah, pursuing acting, I was like, mm, I can't, <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Mm. It's too, Mm-mm. it's too uh, dep- <laughs> depressing. Um, or it was at the time. Uh, but so that, I mean, that incorporated a lot of surrender. Let's, I can, I can talk about even just today, like, um, the, so, so I was driving my car around and I'm pretty sure like last night, a guy in a car next to me was trying to indicate to me that I had a flat tire. Mm -hmm. Um, but I thought he was just pointing to something in the back of my car that like, because it was my parents' car. My father is a, a voiceover actor. He has some insignias from different <laughs> games uh, and shows he's been on, like on the back of his car. Which hilarious. Is um, <laughs> so I thought he was maybe being like, cool. I like that video game, you know, but he was actually being like, your tire's flat. And I was like, tight, dude. And then like, kept, <laughs> and then like drove 12 miles. Um, and then like went to leave today and was like, hmm, my car sounds weird and got on the highway and was like, hmm, this sounds this feels bad. So I, I got off the freeway and um, and pulled over in a spot that I was like sort of familiar with that I was like, it's safe. I've cleared the area and uh, and um, and got out and saw the tire was flat and was like, OK, I could change this by myself. I could call like phone a friend. So I, um, but it was in, it's in moments like that. I would say that the surrender that I feel similar to when I sort of hit my bottom and, and came into um, the program, I, uh, it, it's like, okay, I can't do it anymore. You know, I can't, it's not on me. I have no control. Um, And basically, basically asking for help. And I think, um, God, I'm really, I feel all over the place, but like, <laughs> you've had a day, no, but it's, it's all, it's, yeah. it is the admission of like, I need help. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't figure it out anymore. Um, like something's wrong and I need something else to step in, you know? Um, so, you know, I called my father, I called my partner, I called, uh, and sort of collaborated on what to do. And s- and weirdly, I say weirdly because I feel like every time I surrender and sort of I'm like, it's okay. Things are going to be okay. Like, it'll get figured out as it does. Like, that sort of patient version of me, I'm always, like, very surprised by um, because I can be very impatient, very quick to anger. And I think that just is is testament to, um, to being willing to, like, admit uh, that I... I can't figure everything out on my own um, and that that's okay. You know, that I won't be sort of without some kind of net. Um, and whether that is like, <clears throat> for me, that's a very specific image of like a higher power or it's family or it's friends or it's people in the program or it's um, friends outside of the program. And, and my experience of surrender now is very much like I can let go and I'm not going to be like stuck out at sea without a uh, raft. Is yeah. that the, is that the I love that. I love it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and also, I just want to say like emotional safety is very important on this podcast. And that is uh, Brandy's tiny dog clicking <gasps> in like a sheriff right now. And uh, here. <laughs> why are you podcasting? Because I would like to disrupt it. Uh, but if there, you know, if, if there is anything you need me to take out or keep in, you're being totally appropriate. I just want to applaud you. Like you're so amazing, but I don't ever want you to feel like you on this podcast and you just like left in the wind. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm the entire production team of 12 questions. So no, right no stress, feel safe. This is a safe space. Um, and with that said, like what, what's been like your most insane moment either in or out of recovery? Like, You could even describe like whatever it is. I think there's a lot of mystery around what OA encompasses. In fact, I, I had a friend ask me today about yeah. like where where do certain eating disorders fall with OA and like how does that work and like which programs are which and 
like you could even you could even discuss that because that might be really helpful for people you know yeah totally then yeah I would say um I uh I think this was around November of 2020 um a few months after I started going to meetings all via zoom and um and OA takes I think takes a while overeaters anonymous takes a while to sort of wrap your or it did for me it took me a while to wrap my mind around it I was like wait, I don't, somebody else tell me what I can and can't eat. You know, I think a lot of people come into it being like, is this a diet program? Can you just tell me what to do um, with my food, with, uh, with the way I live my life, you know, and, and, and not necessarily knowing like, how do I, (laughs) like you are sort of finding a new way to live your life. You don't necessarily know that at the time, but like, even, I think even the moment that brought me to my uh proverbial niece um i went to the doctor um and uh for the first time in like in in a while you know since the pandemic had started and i spent mo- the first several months of lockdown baking and eating everything i baked i think like probably a lot of people just really mm-hmm. seething with food and uh and at that point i had stopped <laughs> i had moved home to la from Minneapolis to not pursue acting. So I was like, tight, I'm not uh, working in this field anymore that is like, feels really reliant on my physical appearance and has made me sort of insane in the way that I treat myself uh, physically. And um, and I went to the doctor just for a routine checkup or because my insurance had changed. And, um, and I you know, got weighed and like the number on the scale made me flip out. Uh, and even now it's like, God, even now I start to beat myself up where I'm like, Oh, the number doesn't matter. But it does, it's all the harshness. You're allowed to feel, you know? Yeah. 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 It's like all the harshness on myself mm-hmm. aside, which is something I'm like deeply working on in program and therapy and just mm-hmm. life. Um, I, uh, yeah, I had just like a panic attack all day. And um, I got to the point where I was like, something has to change. Like something has got to give because I can't like, there's got to be room in my brain for something else um, more than just obsessing about how much I hate myself and hate my body and don't know how to change it. You know, even if I wanted to, because I, because I had become result, like I had basically become like a depressive narcissist or uh, nihilist where I was like, um, this matters to me so much, but I can't do anything about it. So I'm just resolved to hate it and be miserable for the rest of time. Um, and so after I got weighed, I was like, the fact that this is made, how this is making me feel is feels insane already, but I can't stop that feeling. What can I actually do? What can actually be, be done to change this? That isn't just like a, a fad diet or, you know, not eating bread for a couple right. months or you know you know what'll fix it not <laughs> eating bread that'll no. fix that that'll fix my raging self-loathing that'll definitely <laughs> exactly. fix it you know what the problem is it was the bread that's actually what causes self-loathing yeah that's the physical thing like the or the mm-hmm. chemical thing in my brain is is probably the gluten and uh <laughs> I just was like fuck this dude like um and then I, I talked to a friend of mine who used to live here and and she had an experience on a different 12-step program and she was like have you ever tried OA like she said something like that the recovery scene in LA is is so amazing and I was like that sentence is incredible and also, <laughs> it's like really chill <laughs> so chill it's really fast um everybody and it, and it really was like it the first time so I got I got a number from um from my partner at the time who's in another fellowship and and uh and I was like I don't even know what to say I don't know what to do like they were like just give this woman a call or let her know you want to talk to her <clears throat> and lo and behold she's now my sponsor which is Yay. awesome <laughs> um, but I think even that moment that moment of willingness that moment of insanity like has completely altered the course of my life right. <laughs> um and I think another thing, like a really, really positive, um, a really positive uh, effect that was like totally unexpected was like I moved back to L.A. 
being like, I'll get a job in like a restaurant or something. Like I'll, you know, I'll meet new people. You know, I haven't lived here in like 10 years, but I'll build a community somehow. Um, and uh, and then two months later, the world shut down. And I was like, ah, shit, that didn't work. <laughs> that didn't work. Oops. <laughs> I guess I'll just eat muffins. I pulled um, a geographic and <laughs> guess what? I'm with me now I'm, just forever. That's this guy. Very much with me. Yeah. This is terrible. Um, yeah. And being just with me, it was like, this is hard. And then like add a few pounds onto it. And I'm like, no, it's seems impossible right um and uh but uh blah, 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 blah. the one of the unexpected things to come out of it was was this community that like and and friends now that i you know go on walks with or go to movies with or go to coffee with and and like meeting people all over la that i probably never would have met yeah that i'm like wow we have this like deep thing in common yeah <laughs> and but from you're- there you can be like, wow, we actually have a lot to talk about as humans. Right. Because what you're describing, like my most insane moment was being hammered and looking in the mirror and being like, oh, I hate myself and I want to die. Because that was like the moment that it stopped working. And I, so regardless of whatever the substance is, whatever the behavior is, whatever the obsession and compulsion it may be, it's, I mean, it's all valid. It's all the same experience. And frankly, like, it's difficult because like relationship-based programs, like sex-based programs, you can't not eat. That's yeah. just, you gotta eat, you know? Exactly. So developing that relationship is, it is tenuous. And I, my, I bow to, <laughs> I bow to your experience. I'm like, woo, you know? And I've, I've had to work the steps around like food and eating disorder stuff I did it with my 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 program and right on. getting honest with that and like um and uh but still the like I'm sure like cuz there's some people that are like you get in a program and you'll work the steps and you work the steps in your program and you could apply that to relationships and all kinds of stuff you could well, codependency I've, do, I've I've done a round of steps but I feel like on any little thing right but you do or you can choose to just go to a bunch of different programs and have a bunch of different sponsors. Right. And so yeah. I just went the, the, you know, the former route, but I, I, the wealth of knowledge that you have, you know, I hear more people when they hear about my clean time, talk to me about food. I have more people mm. in the program. My I had a sponsor once tell me, she said, there isn't a woman in the fellowship who does not have a destructive relationship with their food and with food and body. There is just not one of us. We all out here, you know? Dude, yeah. And, yeah. And it's just, you know, I I just, I, I, again, I'm so grateful that you're here. I am so grateful that you're having this conversation. And I, I got to get into this next question. Like, how do you make decisions in your life today? Like with your recovery, like, how do you make decisions? Like, mm. like you had a moment today where you like could have been like, fuck it, you know, and just... <laughs> I'm a you know, act it out, <laughs> you know, like, but you did it. So like, how, like, how do you make decisions today? Mm. Uh, I think probably one of the biggest tools that has one of the best tools that has worked, that I has worked for me so far is, is the pause, the, the husband agitated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just, because I can be, <laughs> and I can, it's, I, I currently live with my family. So I, can also see sometimes where it comes from where i'm like oh i got that Ooh. from there and that from there and um and like this came from just me and um but i feel very quick to um i can react in like a in the immediate sometimes and being able to sort of pause between the um the stimulation and the um response has done like wonders for me um, being able to like take a breath and, uh, you know, text someone or call someone or, um, you know, if it's a, if it's a big decision that's sort of like wearing on me, being able to sort of talk to other people about if they have similar experience, um, cause ulti- ultimately the decision is between myself and my higher power. And, uh, I still, I still, uh, as you can tell, I feel like I still struggle um, 
to just accept that that is now like actually a deep part of my life. Uh, <laughs> the connection to power, power, because I was so long, just like it doesn't exist. Like we're alone on the planet, and it doesn't have to. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Have to. Yes, yeah. Thank it's you. like yeah. it could be nothing. It could be anything. I all I know about my higher power is I don't know anything about my higher power. I'm just excited to experience my higher power, uh, whatever that may be. I love that. Right. Like, I really love that. Yeah. 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 You can borrow. You can have it. Thank my, you. <laughs> my sponsor. My sponsor always tells me, she's like, you ever want proof of a higher power? You ever see a dog with its head out the window? How do we Ugh. live in a universe where dogs and cars are together having the best time? <laughs> you know, and like that. Ugh. And so now every time I drive, it's hard to have road rage because in L.A., you're going to see a dog, an adorable dog with their head out the window pretty much every time. Dude, that's yeah. I'm going to I'm going to keep that. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love uh, it. What What's been the yeah. most interesting thing you've learned about yourself so far and your recovery? Ooh. Um, I think that I was like I knew I was queer, but I, think I know more like that on a deeper level mm-hmm. now. And mm-hmm. that came from putting food down and like looking out at the world and being like, oh, oh, I can actually trust um who I am yeah I think uh I think actually that is being able to trust that I know or don't know just as much as anybody else on the planet you know that it's the the idea of not being greater than or less than anybody everybody's kind of on the same and I really appreciate that as a sort of model in mm-hmm. in program um that like sort of no one's an expert everybody's I mean, everybody's maybe an expert on their own experience, but that's kind of it. Um, and I think the ability to to trust myself, um, because I spent a lot of time, I have spent a lot of time and still do, you know, struggle to be like, because I think what I'm discovering also through program is uh, that I have been very, very codependent <laughs> um, for a really long time, you know, so dependent on uh, how somebody else feels about me or reacts to me or or anything as like a defining feature of my personality. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is not the case. Like I just got through my first uh, four step. Four hey. step and, wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. You didn't die. You survived. Didn't die. Yeah. I may or may not have picked up nicotine again and then put it back down. But uh, I did that three times in this pandemic. Dude, <laughs> so hard. The vaping is so real. How did they make, they made cigarettes taste like cupcakes? Rude. <laughs> it's so rude. rude. It's like so good. It's like everything I've ever wanted. It hits two addiction centers in my brain. Shut the fuck up. That's perfect. <sighs> I get it. I They're get so it. They're so sneaky. It's so sneaky. And then like, I just realized that my lungs didn't like it and I was tired all the time and I got to change. Yeah, dude. So what's up? I'm sweating. Um, I love it. (laughs) Yeah, I uh, it's so rude. And that's that was another thing in program where I was like, I feel like every day is sometimes every day. Sometimes uh, I'm like, "Mm, but what if I'm not a compulsive overeater? Like, what if I'm just, you know, I'm just crazy. And if I just figure it out, then everything will be fine. It's I did the same thing with cigarettes where I'm like, I can probably just like (laughs) smoke one like sometimes and just immediately right back to the exact amount I was smoking when I quit three and a half years ago. Yeah. Like, we, we say in my program, one is too many, a thousand is never enough. And I but know what if one was just, <laughs> just like, just like one, a little one. Here's what I did. My sponsor and I were both vaping. Right. So like I had started, then I stopped then I went to work a first step with my sponsor. She was like, you're vaping, right? And I was like, yes, obviously. <laughs> and then we out here vaping. Then I stopped again. Then I started again. Then I stopped again. And the last time my sponsor and I stopped at the same time. And we made a deal that if one of us relapsed, we'd have to send $50 public donation to Mitch McConnell's campaign. Oh, my God. So I quit with a gun to my head. Wow. (laughs) It worked. And I I hate to say, yeah, (laughs) I I came up with it. She was like, I, 
fucking am so mad at you. And because I had heard of, I had heard about a lady on NPR who quit smoking by handing, she was at her parents were Holocaust survivors. She handed her best friend a check for $3,000 written out to the KKK and said, if I ever pick up a cigarette again, I want you to send this. She never Holy smoked again. Shit. Sometimes the resentment will keep you, keep you held the fuck in. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's such a good idea because I'm like, well, if I ever, you know, I've made the deal with myself, like, well, and if this person in my life, you know, passes away, then it would be cool. Or if I pick up this, you know, even the other day, I was like, what if I take a comedy class, but then I'm hanging outside front and I don't have a cigarette? That's not going to work. If you take a comedy class, I will recommend the right teacher for you at the right price. Please. Thank you, baby. Okay, great. Okay. Thank you. Yes. I <laughs> love that. Um, you will <laughs> laugh at me though when I tell you because it's I the best class I took, not a not one at a club. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yes. uh I um yeah, yeah, you'll be I mean, that's kind of how I ended up vaping to begin with is I was in front of comedy, I was in front of open mic and I was like, well now what do I do? Now I just don't go yeah. outside. Or if it's an outside mic, I just, I bring a lot of Altoids with me. Mm-hmm. So there's got to yeah, be some sort of, a lot of sugar-free gum. <laughs> sugar-free gum. Yeah, there's got to be something. Got to be something. But uh, my sponsor likes a, a cinnamon toothpick. Mm. So classy. So, I know, I right? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> the clove cigarette of, of, uh, oh of uh, quitting smoking. That's really what Dude, that is. That's the most embarrassing part of this is that when I relapsed on tobacco i it was via a clove cigarette i know because i was at this rooftop party this like queer rooftop party with a date with like no one that i knew and i was like nobody knows <laughs> nobody knows <laughs> <laughs> the most I la story that. i've ever heard <laughs> no dude. the beat is dropping you're in euphoria here's what's happening <laughs> Literally, I'm like, now nah, I'm gonna take my clothes off and go in the pool. Give me that clothes. Which is, which is also another reason I'm like, I am. We can talk about this later, but I'm like, starting to try and. Uh, I need to drink more intentionally when I do, because that for me also leads to all the things. Yeah. That I shouldn't be doing. Uh huh. Like eating sugar or smoking cigarettes or you know getting involved with people that treat me very badly <laughs> and uh <laughs> girl you could here I, you know. I'm tell you, you could do all those things without drinking just to let you know I but know. if you recognize that drinking <laughs> gets you gets you closer to that gets me closer faster closer you know. faster yeah i could see that yeah just yeah. taking a trying to take it easy <laughs> well you real what happens in a 12-step program is you go for a thing right like i am using i am eating i am fucking compulsively like i am doing these things i need help and then you realize that the disease isn't the substance it's not the behavior it's the mess inside your head that leads you to the substance and the behavior and that's the solution that you came up with that's the best solution you could come (laughs) up with right and so like that is um i I mean and it takes a a tremendous amount of self-honesty, which you've written a four step. So you, you get that self-honesty, like, like how honest are you with yourself and others today? A lot. I try to be as honest as possible. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is still very hard. Like something, something that like I am accountable to someone for the food that I eat and, yeah. um, and at first I was like, absolutely not. Like that is my secret stuff. That's my, that's my, that's my me wow. time, you know, okay. um, like so unwilling. Right. But it did the opposite of what I expected it to do. Um, because of course I was like, this is a shameful thing. Like, even if something wasn't shameful, I was like, oh God, am I going to, is somebody going to be judging me for like eating a potato? And then like, letting somebody know you're eating a potato it's like okay now they basically that you don't have to do anything by yourself like which Mm -hmm. is as a whole program the idea that you don't have to do any of this by yourself anymore um and i think for food stuff too it is like um it's a very isolating 
experience, you know, and a very often a very sneaky, secretive experience because most of my food behaviors were like, <clears throat> I'm going to, you know, go home after a night of hanging out with friends. Like after I quit, after I quit smoking, um, and I've had a food problem, I think my whole life, but like, especially after I quit smoking, instead of going to buy cigarettes at two in the morning, I was going to buy like three bags of chips and like housing them and then waking up like a raisin because it was so dehydrated. But like these sneaky behaviors mm-hmm. that are just meant to like switch off and not want to feel anything. And, um, and that I don't do that anymore. Um, even when I hate it, even when I'm like, I don't want to tell my sponsor that I ate popcorn again today because I start to judge the patterns. I start to judge, but it's, uh, there's so, there's a lot of acceptance in that honesty, you know, um, and the idea that like shame dies in the light mm-hmm. is like so, so accurate. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and any of the times where I'm like, I feel myself being sort of not fully honest, I'm, it makes me investigate a little quicker, like, okay, why, why don't you want to share this? You know, why are mm-hmm. you trying to do this thing secretly, you know? And because the people, the other people in program have like, the experiences may be wildly different, but the feelings are the same. You can be like, hey, I did this thing. I feel this way about it. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, somebody's like, dude, same, <laughs> like been there. And this is how I got out of it. Or this is what I did. Or, you know, stop being so hard on yourself, mm-hmm. which is the general response. <laughs> but but it's okay. You know, it's it's an ongoing, it's a daily practice. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I once had to tell my sponsor I was doing something that I had all the shame around. And she was like, how old are you? And I was the time she, I was like, I was, I'm 32. And she goes, so that means you were born in 1982. I say, yeah. She goes, I was doing that before you were out of diapers <laughs> with double digit recovery. Chill out. If it doesn't make you feel good, don't do it again. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, I don't have to, I don't have to. Listen, I was really enjoying beating up on myself here. Actually, yeah, I was having yeah. a great time with this self-flagellation. Uh, but I guess I guess uh, I guess I ain't shit is what I just found <laughs> out. Cool. All right. All right. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. God. Like, and and I for me that alleviates a ton of fear and anxiety, uh, which is the engine of my character defects. Right. So, like, yes. how do you deal with fear and anxiety today? Ooh. Oh man. Um. <clears throat> uh, a lot of writing and uh outreach and um i think one of one of the tools i love the most that i've i've learned um because that fear voice so often manifests in such a cruel um way you know and it's take it took me so long to realize that that mean voice was just like scare a scared as shit little girl um and that was through a lot of talking with different people and my sponsor and, you know, being like, okay, when this anxiety comes up or this fear comes up about, uh, <clears throat> you know, whether or not I'm worthy of love or affection or um, care, it's, it's so often to do with like, uh, and I, and I also, I should say, I also like have, you know, uh, clinical depression that I'm medicated for, which has like, helped me tenfold and that's just my story um same same dude i had a pan i've told this story a thousand times on uh, on this podcast but i had a panic attack on stage went to my therapy clinic the next day basically kicked down the psychiatrist's door and i was like (laughs) i need a thing i'm surrendered let's do this do it now before i change my mind (laughs) and i haven't had like a i haven't had a a panic attack uh i've gotten close but i haven't had a full-blown panic attack since so Oh, you need yes. those meds. Get those meds, baby. Make like, it work, baby. Make it work. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. It's almost like we've survived a global trauma together. Uh. <laughs> Honestly, I, I respect. I mean, I truly respect whatever anyone needs to do to like get through the fucking day. At this point, yeah. I'm just like so grateful to both have meds 
and therapy and yeah and program as like yeah uh, yeah shit's hard yeah absolutely uh, I was at a party with a bunch of comedians we were all vaxxed it was all safe these comedians the big flex of the party was I have a therapist now I'm like <laughs> the sickest people I know are into therapy wow 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 uh, um so yeah it's I mean this the struggle is real but like that fear and anxiety like living in those things getting to our character defects there's nothing i enjoy more than like i have a feeling i don't want to have that feeling you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna get real self-righteous oh you yes. know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna gossip you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna talk i'm gonna, I'm gonna aggress on somebody you know what i'm gonna be creep you know like like yes. i love to take a character defect and make it a justification you know or justify it with my my feelings that i could have just dealt with maybe journaled called a friend meditated done anything other than this choice what is the character defect you have the most trouble kind of putting down right now uh oh my god um (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) no it's good (laughs) these are such good questions thank you uh, oh god i'm trying to to it's always easy to find one in romance finance yeah i think i mean current that's the thing currently I don't think I'm acting out in this way, but I think my, one of my, I mean, one of my biggest character defects is fear. And mm. also, um, I, I'm trying to figure out the right words because I, my sponsor basically added in, had me add in a, another sort of like what my part is in things. And it is, uh, she calls it inappropriate source of self-esteem. Um, which I think is basically, it feels a bit like codependency. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I would say it is like fear that is acted out in a, a very, like in a salty pointed way, reactionary way. I think I can mm-hmm. be super reactionary and super um, uh, like self-righteous, I think mm-hmm. is the thing. Is, yeah. is, uh, it's my long path to self-righteousness where, you know, I will feel hurt by someone or something someone has done and be like, okay, well, fuck you. I'm gonna do this. Uh, and then if, if somebody comes at me then being like, that's not okay. You did that. I'm like, well, I did it only because they did that first, like mm. a, like a little kid, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, a little yeah. kid. Well, you were, you said that to me six months ago. So why so would you I even be, care? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. I love that in a relationship. Just really, just really hitting you with the catalog of things that I've, oh, yeah. I've been storing. Yeah. 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 I had like a whole just relationship <laughs> built on. <clears throat> and and to be fair, it was like a man, like emotionally manipulative relationship. But then by the end of it, I was like, and here are all the reasons I'm breaking up with you because I have kept a laundry list. And they were like, why didn't you tell me any of that? And I'm like, well, <laughs> let me tell you why. And and now, you know, been through the whole four step through that relationship and been like, okay, I've been just, dis- I was dishonest a lot. I was really right. fearful. People pleasing is People a form of dishonesty fuck. and yes. manipulation. Yeah. Yep. Well, we, we just want to be loved. We don't love ourselves. We just want to be loved. So exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh. Don't mind me. I'm just little Anna. I'm not. I'm not potentially capable of keying your car or stabbing you. <laughs> no. And why I'm not hurting anybody because I I have no effect on it. Exactly. I'm not holding a resentment about this thing that you're gonna say right now for the rest <laughs> of my life. I will not hold you. I hold it against you and take it out on you every chance I get. Uh, yeah, that codependency, it's real. It's real. And it's so smothering. And it's so having been on both ends, like been the perpetrator and also been perpetrated upon. It's like codependency, people pleasing, it's manipulation, it's dishonesty, it's icky. It's like, I call it the Swiss army knife of, uh, of character defects. Cause you get a little bit of everything with them. That's so true. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's like that one too. (laughs) Have it. I was (laughs) Man, I read one more Melody Beattie book. Uh, I think I'm going to start floating. Uh, but but I I can tell you I've had some relief from it, you know, and, and part of that is living differently and living authentically and coming to coming to a place where I can forgive the things that have hurt 
and explore how I feel after that forgiveness occurs, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, how, how do you experience forgiveness in your life today? Ooh, that's when I think I'm, <clears throat> especially with resentments I've held on to for a very long time, that is one that feels like a daily, <laughs> that feels like daily work to, um, to remember like, by acknowledging my part in this, I am not absolving them of any harm, you know, which is oh so gosh. hard. <laughs> I just turned into that Elmo on fire gift. Just like, <laughs> ah, like, yeah, that is, woo, that is, that is hard. It's like, I got to acknowledge my part, but I need you to know. And some people, listen, I've had some partners. I've had some partners in the past that have been like, I would like to make amends for what I have the way I handled my 50% of this conversation. And then they'll look at me and be like, it's okay. And then they're just like off to the next thing. And I'm like, well, I have no control over how you received that. But clearly you received it as it was all me. This is going to be fun when this behavior (laughs) comes up again. And I respond (laughs) rather than react. (laughs) You know, it's like, hmm. Uh, we're going to have a teachable moment. Yeah, we are. And, um, but I, yeah, that is, that is so hard. That is, especially in today's society. If we were just open about that, dude, nobody nobody thinks it would be solved. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that makes me hold on to like the little, like little grudges that I've just cared for, like little pets, like (laughs) they're like a digi pet, you know, (laughs) since I was a child. Exactly. Uh, being able to like the idea that like you were doing the best you could with what you had in that moment even even when my brain wants to say like wasn't that fucking good but that's not up to me to they're not being absolved of of the harm the harm is still there um and i've been talking about this a lot lately and what has been suggested to me is to do the um is it the sick man's prayer um oh um but like i uh i hope for them basically all that i had for myself like right yeah um and that is one that i know has worked for many many people that i you know i trust their their recovery and their um time and it is one that i just often forget to do um i journal those kind of prayers i'll yeah. be like dear I've god done that lately. let this motherfucker for my job <laughs> have everything they want i'm so grateful for them in my life and all the lessons we he they teach me mm-hmm. and uh I, again i i just hope that they get all of what they hope and dream and and then i put it put it in my purse and I'm like oh but like I definitely yeah it works yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can say it See? works you don't have to be happy about it but it works mm-hmm. yeah that is yeah. one I uh I need to or I want to you know start remembering um right because it feels you know or or even the <clears throat> the like bless them change me mm-hmm. uh prayer I did that once when I got some wacky ass news about the same um uh violent ex and um and i was like all right i'm gonna write this on a piece of paper and i'm gonna burn it with a candle and (laughs) just say bless them change me a bunch of times um you know and then i wasn't obsessing about it so much can you hear my dog in the background yeah but it's like adorable hey dog what's up i can tell you're tiny chill out dobby (laughs) it's not that bad Right, cool. What uh, what is your uh your weirdest amends you've ever gotten or given? Um okay, I I actually have so I've yet to do any amends. Mm-hmm. Um but you've been hanging out with recovery people, I'm sure you've heard of amends. I have, and actually um <laughs> the first amends I received um uh was from uh the person that um that actually, that was one of the people that told me about OA <clears throat> initially, because um, I hadn't seen this person since we were like 15. Um, when we had, I mean, I don't know if you can even call it dating when you're 
that young, but he and I briefly dated. Smooched, um, held hands. Held yeah. hands. Smooched yeah. when we, you know, hung out at the beach uh, when we were 15. And then... Um, <laughs> if we keep talking like that, a uh, it, like a uh, uh, um, Wes Anderson movie is just gonna happen. I know. That's actually know. that's how you conjure Wes Anderson is you just keep like talking about. I know it would be way innocence. more way cuter <laughs> from his perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I was just like in jeans that like sort of fit, but I had sort of like sliced holes into because I was trying to be a lot harder than I was oh cool um and then yeah and then we lost touch until we were 29 and then um found each other again when I moved back to California and then our um I'd say the time before what ended up being our first date uh he made an amends for you know any harm he had done when we were kids Mm. Which that's, was always a, that's a good way to start nice. a date. You know, it, it, to start yeah. a relation is just like, I'm going to make an amends. All well, right, here we go. The thing was like, <laughs> <laughs> open on an amends. You know, and it's 2022. Just, you a dude, you probably need to open on an amends. <laughs> even if you're not in a program, you don't have a program, you should probably. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm How can I make you. it right? I understand what I did. <laughs> we haven't even met yet. Can we just, can we just open? <laughs> Woo! I'm very sick. <laughs> right now and it shows okay <laughs> i love yeah, it dude. that's it's, uh but it was nice but the thing was like i did not have a background in 12 steps so i like didn't really know what was going on i just thought i was getting a nice apology for sort of getting burned when i was a teenager which works for me you know yeah. i was like this is oh my god naughty See? you're good panty dropping move panty know, unfortunately panty. <laughs> Regardless of the genitalia, those panties uh, around, they will come right off. Yeah, really? He was like, it wasn't my aim. But I'm like, oh, it worked. It worked out. Oh, Good for what I was. You I know? love that. I love yeah. that. How, McKenna, how do you on a daily basis keep yourself together? Like, what is your daily routine? Mm. Um, it changes. <laughs> Yes, good. I'm the same yeah. way. Every day is different. I have ADHD. Try to keep me on a schedule. Try it. I know. And in early days of of going to meetings, I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta do it right. I gotta figure out my daily schedule, my daily routine. Uh, which in the midst of a pandemic was like silly. And even just in the for me specifically was silly. That's just not how I've ever really worked even when I was in school and like had a schedule I was like "Mm, but maybe I won't go today um so I but I would say in in terms of things I I like to try to do every day um or I'm encouraged to do every day uh I eat three meals a day um and one snack if I need it that is <clears throat> like my in terms of food stuff like sort of my stru- any structure that i have is is that but i'm not like i eat at 2 p.m on the dot like i don't know i really love sleeping so i re- <laughs> so i like to sleep in and eat when i get up um but that's even a miracle like i like you couldn't pay me to want to eat breakfast for like 29 years of my life like i really just did not enjoy i enjoyed eating like that thing of like pineapple and like sugary coffee. Um, mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I will feed myself. And uh, I take my dog on a, on a walk, whether that's a short walk or at least a mile uh, for that little uh, creature, um, <laughs> little monster. Um, and uh, I try to do movement when it feels right, when it feels good. Um, I've been like just doing yoga off an app, but it's another thing I just can't, I can't obsess about or, or, Mm -hmm. you know, if I become, because I think for a lot of things and, and this is sort of my, so for my, for my uh, late, how I identify and program is a compulsive overeater, restrictor and body obsessor, um, which my former partner used to tease 
just like the litany of, you know, descriptors that people in OA had. Where they're like, I'm this, that, this, that, and the other thing. And uh, <laughs> you are a big umbrella program. That's exactly. okay. I'm in exactly. a big umbrella program too. We don't have to have, listen, See? the first tradition doesn't require a singleness of purpose. What it require? someone's going to tweet at me about that one. <laughs> it, does, it does require though unity. It requires mm. unity. And so, for example, I'm in a program where we say, you know, regardless of, you know, what you used or who your connections were, and so you can use anything, really. You yeah. know what I mean? Somebody could be a drinker, a computer duster addict. You know what I mean? Like, it could be all kind of things. And so, in my opinion, yes. singleness of purpose can be about dealing with the disease of addiction, whatever that addiction may be. Mm. I love that. Yeah, it's true. It's yeah. true. I like that he was busting on you, though. That's very, we clown <laughs> no. on each other around here. That's what we do. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're not a glum lot. And that's nope. for real. Um, yeah. The so so yeah, I identify as those three things, and I think that's that's indicative of a lot of a lot of my behaviors because and I and I where I can be sort of a binge restrict type of way where I'm like, <clears throat> oh shit, I haven't done step work in like a week, so let me catch up with seven days worth of work um, now as opposed to. Being like one day at a time, I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to read these two paragraphs and write on it, you know, and doing that as opposed to like, I, I, uh, I've been a bad girl, you know, and I need to catch up like somebody else is like, I'm doing homework for somebody and it's not, it's, it's just a way to live. So when I am remembering to like write every day on generally something program related, um, uh, call or text, uh, three fellows that sometimes happens every day. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I try to get to a meeting, um, at least three meetings a week. It's usually more than that. Sometimes let, but, uh, that's good. That's good. In for terms of at. program, that's, that's sort of it. And, you know, showering, like being in water really, uh, helps me too, but I also try to be aware of the old environment. The old environment. Yeah. <laughs> here. Yeah. So, um, you know, things that make me sane, that help keep me sane, like uh, one day at a time. And also trying to future trip, especially less uh, lately, because that's been something I've been just um, spinning forward into the future. So I think meditating is one too. I'm trying to get more of a daily grasp on, um, but you know, it's one. Doesn't have to be perfect. No, exactly, and it's definitely yeah. not. It's pretty imperfect, but you know, the yeah. more it's when you rec when I recognize like the more stuff I do in regards to program daily, the better I feel. So, um, collecting that. Uh, as my sponsor calls it, arsenal of proof of like, yes, I say totaling up, I do totaling up the wins. Sometimes yes. you got to take a, sometimes I got to be like, well, that's a roof over my head. And this, that's a car out there that I pay the insurance on and mm -hmm. the registration. That's a computer that I bought with my money. Like, like to do those things, very important to, to, to total up what we have. And some people will call that a gratitude practice, you know, mm -hmm. to be able to be like, you know what? I did that today. It's like, if I'm having a really down day, if I can get myself to, you know, drag my ass around the block in the sunshine, I'm like, I'm a goddess. Yes. I did it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> You know, like sometimes yeah. we just got to sometimes we got to adjust the expectations because not every day is the same. Absolutely. Well, yeah. And it's and sometimes you got to like I was told this by um, by a nutritionist that I I got like a uh, talked about food with because that was the other thing of coming to program where I was like, I don't actually know how to feed myself. Like my first sponsor mm -hmm. was like, do you eat protein? And I'm like, I, what's a protein? So I <laughs> um and I had like recently become vegetarian and I was like, I don't know. I eat a lot of beans. Is that that fine? Um, but it's combined with rice. Combined with other things. Exactly. Yes. And rice. Yes. Exactly. Um, Otherwise, it's just farts. Exactly. <laughs> Which, you know, if you're trying to offend somebody that you live with can work 
work a treat. But uh, I mean, it's a lot of depends. fun. Yeah, <laughs> depends on the day. Um, but yeah, I something she said was like being in program because she had a lot of experience with people in programs. She was like, you got to put your blinders on. Be like, this is this is my plan. This is what works for me. This is what works for me today. And you know, other people will have whatever their own abstinence is, whatever their own food plan is, whatever their um, whatever their program looks like will probably look different to yours. And you got to keep your blinders up because it's not like what's going to work best for this amount of weight loss. It's like what's going to a big something they say in program is that you um, <clears throat> came for the vanity, stay for the sanity. Hey! I really like that one. <laughs> hey, that's that, that's an OA bumper sticker, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's the first on this podcast. Let me yes. tell you, you came for the vanity, you stayed for the sanity. <laughs> Bitch, I love that. I love that. I was thinking about the Al-Anon classic compare and despair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That is, that's great. You came for the vanity, you stayed for the sanity. Oh, that is going in the show notes. Oh, my <laughs> yes. God. What a great thing to say. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I think that like, uh, well, when what I used to hear a lot is you can't compare your insides to any, anyone else's outsides. Oh, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? We don't know what. And I can imagine when you are defining like how your disease looks, you have to make some decisions around that. And and you know what? You've got to do that in a in a substance program, like a drug, like drugs and alcohol program. It's like if you're an isolator, then you need to be around people. Mm -hmm. If you're a big social person, you probably need to take a moment to pause and be quiet and get in touch with your higher power. We mm -hmm. all tailor those things along the way to figure out what our sponsees need. And so I think that that is your mm. sponsor. You have a very good sponsor. I do. She's great. She's she great. sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that, that was such a, a huge part of finding out what, like what my abstinence needed to be was like through completely losing my mind and being, what the fuck, what do I do? This isn't okay. I'm not yeah. okay. And her yeah. being like, Hey, what about for today? Because I had a huge issue with, um, how, I, should I say, I don't know if I should say the brand, if it's okay to say a brand of thing. Say a brand. The, great. They probably don't support us. Perfect. Well, maybe they could. It would be if, really funny uh, if hey, they came up in the ass. <laughs> hey! That'd be amazing. Hey, what are you, what are you, Latino? You got a I, problem with hot cheetos? How do you feel about Takis? Let me just say, Ugh, that's how amazing. you could tell. By the way, that's how you could tell I had a bad set if I stop. <laughs> I get a Red Bull and Takis because that is self-harm. That is self-harm. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah, I get it. Yeah, sometimes. No, it was aggressive self-harm. It was to the point where I was just like every couple of days was smashing a bag. And I was like, I don't. This is bad. On on so many different parts of my body. going to end up with a hernia. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. And I used to, oh God, I used to serve tables and after a night of just like slamming those and then you have to put a plate down on somebody's uh, table and just try and hide the like stained fingers. It's really demoralizing. <laughs> <laughs> the stained fingers. <laughs> you know, I, I know this. Or try not to open your mouth too much so they could see that you were just like sucking on each little one just to get every last bit of red dye number 40 into your system. Just like, oh, MSG, gotta get more little Ooh. left yeah save yeah, saves saves <laughs> and that was one where she was like hey could what about for today could you put it down just don't have any today and i was like for sure uh and like i have i haven't had those since i don't know september of 2020 thank you congratulations so so and it's not that the product itself is bad it does exactly no. what it's supposed to do it is your relationship with it triggers other behaviors because i'm sure it, what it happens is you eat that and then you decide you can't eat tomorrow because you had that exactly. today and then you're back in the cycle of the addiction and so it's just more about like evaluating whether or not that's something you can emotionally put into your body Literally, literally, yes, yeah. exactly. There's yeah. so much emphasis around the fact like food is not a moral issue or like there are no bad foods. And that may be a controversial one, but there are no bad foods. It's just the behavior around food. It's how it makes you, you know. You listen to the maintenance phase podcast? A little Have you bit. Heard of yeah. This? Yeah. Yes. yes. That's, that's very much, I, I live, I live yeah. like, and I think that that's, that's, there's no food that's immoral. immoral. It's just, no. there's no, there's no body size that's immoral. There's mm -hmm. no, 
no behavior around your body that's immoral. Like just just because my ADHD requires that I work out for an hour and a half every day, and my bad back added that half there so I can stretch my shit because I fucked <gasps> myself up. Like yeah. like that doesn't mean that other people have to live that way. I don't even yeah. live that way every day. If I did, I would turn into a puddle. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We're you got to listen to your body and what it means. And it's not, yeah. it's not a moral judgment. It, it truly isn't. Even if your doctor's like, <laughs> yeah, but, no, no, it's not a moral judgment. It's just not. Yeah. No. no. We'll get there. I think more people are. I think people are sort of shifting their dialogue around it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very, very glad. Yeah. How? What what is your we talked about higher power? What is your relationship with your higher power like today? Um it's uh it's pretty it's still pretty crazy to me that like the the willingness to believe for me and and even I mean even that feels like a testament to some kind of higher power for me. Um and for me it's a lot to do with feeling I think with how we started the conversation is like feeling held and feeling supported and feeling like um, really sort of interconnected with, with everything. Um, because like when I, when I think about those like really, really awful, those painful, painful moments that have, that lead me to, you know, act out with food or sex or cigarettes or alcohol, whatever it is, like <clears throat> so much of it is feeling like, I'm completely alone out to sea, like, um, and wherever that comes from, like at this point, because I'm like a little overanalyzer, I'm like, mm, where does it come from? It doesn't really matter. Um, like I like to, it is important to me to feel like supported and held. And I think that's probably why I've made a lot of other people and other things, my higher power. Um, that's the other thing that totally shifted my perspective about it. Again, my sponsor was like, something is always your higher power, like whether or not you believe in it, but something is always, and whether it's the cigarettes or whether it's hot Cheetos or whether it's, you know, ice cream or, um, and I was like, Oh, you're so right. Cause I put all my stock in this thing to help me, to fix me, to make it all better, make it, you know, not feel so fucking painful. Um, like, and so now for, for me that currently, which it can change, you know, every day, um, but an image I've stuck with for a long time is, is uh, an image of like a big blue hand um, that sort of helps support me. Um, I like it. Yeah. I like that it's blue. Is it yeah. made of water? I think sometimes, yes, because then sometimes the image is just like me literally in the ocean, but like connected and like mm -hmm. flowing with all things, you know, the. Can I ask you your astrological sign? I'm a Scorpio. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we coming in Scorpio, oh, Cancer, Pisces. It. Get it. Get it. Get it. Okay. This How is not an astrology it? podcast. It's just fun. It's. <laughs> Let me have but it. It is true, true it's, to form. It's like it's That's like real. I I girl. Everybody in my life's a Pisces. Everybody, yes! my cat is a Pisces. Jared is oh. a Cancer. I'm like I'm out here Gemini in it up. I'm like, why are all these water signs around? What is happening right now? <laughs> is Gemini and what air air air? Mm. Yeah. No one likes us, but we're the best. No, oh, damn. It's because we can find two things at once. We're very exactly. fun. We're the we're dynamic. The, yeah, exactly. We're the chaotic bisexual energy of the astrology yes, chart. Yes. That's what I'm trying. Just embody. <laughs> <laughs> well, we made it to the last question. Holy shit. You've been fantastic. Again, thank you so much after your busy day in this a very professional <laughs> setup that you were in, just a voiceover situation. Uh, thank you. You would not believe how many it. comedians with like with like credits and full-on careers you call them you're like okay we're going to record this over zoom they're like great they're showing up they were like so here's the deal my laptop uh can't use headphones uh it i don't know what a microphone is and um <laughs> never seen it <laughs> never seen it i have no idea how audio works um but i'm here uh which is great so grateful i don't care whatever uh but uh, it, it does surprise me that so many people have like a Nokia brick phone still, you know what I mean? Like it's, 
<laughs> it's getting so crazy. special. So I special. Love I love it. <laughs> so what is the one thing you would tell somebody just like you in the world who is listening to this, who is suffering? Like, what is the thing you would like to give away on this podcast? Mm. Um, <clears throat> you, you are not alone. Uh, because I still, with the mental health stuff, um, it is so easy for me to convince myself that I'm like totally alone and nobody understands. And like, I'm again, like floating out in space and no one's coming to help. (laughs) And, um, and I can't help myself. And, you know, I would say you are not alone. There are so many people I guarantee, like even the wildest shit that you've ever, like the wildest shit that I've ever done with food someone else has done and like 10 times weirder or mm-hmm. however you would, you know, yeah. define it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And people are like, it works if like you just need um, a little bit of uh, willingness. But that's what I needed, you know? Yeah. Um, Have you ever heard uh, the Jeff Tweedy um, Mavis Staples song, You Are Not Alone? Oh, yeah. 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 That's a good cry. That's so beautiful. <laughs> It's a good crap. I love it. I love it. Again, I thank you so much for coming on the show today. Is there, normally this is, would be if you weren't like anonymous, which is fine. <laughs> this is where I'd be like, where could people find you? But you don't want to be found. Is there anything you would like to, uh, any websites, any organizations, any charities you'd like to po- point people towards? Oh, man. Um, I literally can't. <laughs> ah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh. <sighs> How about this? If you're listening to this, donate uh, five bucks to something that matters to you. How about that? Help another person. That's great. There you go. There you go. I love it. I'm so sorry. No. Why are you apologizing? You're fine. Oh, yeah. I just like randomly hit you up, gave you no information. (laughs) You were so kind. Just do not be hard on yourself over here with my lack of professionalism. Usually there's a whole email and everything. Don't even stress. You're fine. So here's the deal. If you would like to get a hold of me or this podcast, you can find me at Anna V is fun on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the social medias. You can also find my website, AnnaValenzuela.com. It has pictures and things and bios and where you can find me do shows uh in your area and out of your area uh and also on zoom so i can like just come do stand up in your face which is great yes. um and uh if you'd like to find this podcast you can find us at 12 q pod on all the social medias uh everything you can just find us branding. We get it. You could also Gmail us. You could send me a question. You could do whatever you just tell rate review. Get on that iTunes. Give us five stars. You know what I mean? Have fun. Have fun. And ha- McKenna, how we end this podcast every time is if nobody's told you this today. I love you. Oh, I love you. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. And if you're listening to this and nobody's told you this today, guys, we love you. We love you. Thank you for listening.